0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, Emergency Edition. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. This is actually our third show on Monday. It'll be, it'll be the fourth show that we record all of Monday. Just to break down the timeline here, after the Sunday games end, we do a full recap. You should go listen to that. We a- analyze everything about the NFL from week to Sunday's action. It's our... uh Signature show, if you will, and it's a good show. It's the super friends who are also joining me now, uh, Ryan Wilson, Sean Wagner, and John Breach. But the reason that we're back for another emergency podcast, in, in fact, I recorded a show with uh, Jared Dubin, previewing Monday Night Football, talking a little bit about Drew Brees, and with Jason LaCafora, who was set to report, who actually reported on the podcast that the Steelers were expecting to have season-ending surgery for Ben Roethlisberger. But then before I could write up a story about it, uh, that actually happened. And so this is the Big Ben, Drew Brees, maybe Eli Manning, uh, maybe Adam Vinatieri, Emergency Podcast. Everybody's going out like a flame, like a moth to the flame. Um Ryan, I'll go to you. F- I don't know, Ryan. Don't look at me like that. I'll go to you first. Ben Roethlisberger is out for the season. He is having surgery on his elbow. You are uh, a Steelers fan, and I'm curious, was your first – reaction to this was it disappointment or was it maybe even relief i'll just say this
1: my new toilet has yet to arrive to my house but, <laughs> the, but the turd came early in the Ben furnace. uh you know what it's interesting you say that because i talked on the sunday night podcast about maybe i would like to see mason rudolph play a little more he was a third round pick last year's draft didn't play at all last year didn't play terribly in the second half of the game against the seahawks roethlisberger played pretty terribly in the first half um Breach has been tweeting about this. He has the the clip of, of when Roethlisberger hurt his arm. It wasn't on any contact play. He just threw the ball and downfield and grabbed his arm, and that was sort of it. Um, according to reports, no one knows exactly what the injury is, but um, Dr. Brunson told us yesterday it's probably ligament-related. So if there's going to be a surgery, probably having to do with the ligament. And now the question becomes what happens to the Steelers? And you mentioned relief, Brunson. Look, they're 0-2. They're not going to the playoffs anyway. Now you can roll with Mason Rudolph. There's less pressure. I mean, if the, ten win, if the team wins six games, I, I think you're okay with that. But the only thing I, w- I would say, and I said this last night, the defense has to play better no matter who the quarterback is, and the coaching has to be better. And you can't use a six-win season and our best player on the team being gone as an excuse to bring back the same coaches who are doing terrible things. And I'm not talking about Mike Tomlin, although he has drawn criticism and understandably so. I'm talking in particular about Keith Butler, the defense coordinator. But, yeah, relief in a sense, and, and I felt like this the season was – Pretty much lost when they lost to the Seahawks. They Yes, you can come back from rolling, too. Um, yes, a couple teams did it last year, but the way this team is currently constituted, and there's no, look, two ways about it. Losing Antonio Brown is a huge deal. Um, the receivers weren't getting open yesterday. They didn't get open in the first game, and uh, we'll see what happens. James Conner may be hurt, but I think that's a lesser concern uh, than not having a franchise quarterback.
0: John Breach, wearing your Miami Red Hawks sweatshirt uh, in memoriam for Ben Roethlisberger. Uh We gone too soon. Uh, no, Ben's not going anywhere. He's just having elbow surgery. I, I do think it is fair to wonder when we talk about a guy in Big Ben who looked like, looked like crap the first, you know, five quarters of the season, looked fairly disinterested, didn't look thrilled that all his receivers are constantly covered up, um, is 38, is dealt with a bunch of injuries, has quasi threatened to retire before. Is, is there any chance this is it for Big Ben, John?
2: Well, that is why I'm wearing the black Miami hoodie is because I do feel like this could be the end. We've seen Ben Roethlisberger has had a fantastic career arc that has taken many, many crazy turns that a lot of us didn't see coming. I mean, he had a motorcycle accident. He had uh, legal things hanging over his head from 2008 to 2010. He's won multiple Super Bowls. And now here we are, 2019, and he's going to be 38 when he comes back from this elbow surgery and it's on his throwing arm. And if he loses anything off his fastball, you know, that's, that's a big part of his game, escaping the pocket, finding a guy slinging it downfield. And I would not be surprised at all if if he's done, maybe he tries to come back next season uh, and maybe he'll realize it halfway through training camp. I'm sure he'll know during the offseason at some point, whether he can do it or not, but if he does not play again, I wouldn't be shocked. And so this is what I say to Wilson. You are the draft guy. Should the Steelers start using the hashtag tanking for Tua with every tweet they send out this season?
1: No, uh, and I want to see what Mason Rudolph does. I actually like Mason Rudolph and he worked off he got better this off season. his arm got stronger and all that other stuff you hear about every quarterback who who comes into the season trying to to improve their place on the on the depth chart. I would say that about the Saints, we'll can talk about that in a second about the, the draft possibilities there. I think that's a bigger concern for them. Uh, one other thing I'll say is back in 2004 when Big Ben was a rookie, week two, some guy named Tommy Maddox hurt his arm in a game and his career was basically done. That was against the Ravens. This obviously wasn't the Ravens game. So maybe this is sort of the passing of the torch, so to speak. Uh, slightly different circumstances, of course. And also worth noting, that very same year, the Steelers, I think, were 1-1 one one after that loss in Week 2 when Big Ben came in. Went on to win the Super Bowl. Actually, they didn't. They went on to 15-1. and one. Next year, they won the Super Bowl. So there you go. Mason Rudolph, big thing's coming.
2: But also, that 2003 season, the Steelers are coming off a 6-10 and 10 year, and everybody in Pittsburgh was clamoring for Maddox to be benched. So there was some... He had a rough year, and then they drafted Ben obviously in the first round because how bad Tommy was. Thanks, what could XFL MVP Tommy Maddox? What could be
3: awkward is if Mason Rudolph plays well and well enough to suggest that he could be Ben Roethlisberger's replacement, and Big Ben doesn't want to retire. um, Then, then what do they do? Do they look to trade him? Um, Is this like an ugly far? Trade to the Bears, Don. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my nightmare! No,
1: I would take Big Ben. What are you talking no, about? You
3: no, I would take Big Ben in a heartbeat um, with that defense. But for
1: a, for a second round pick, <sighs>
3: yes, yes, you would do he's that. He has He hesitant. Do the Bears have second round picks left?
1: I'm not. I'm not sure about that.
3: Yeah, I guess they have that Raiders second round pick. Um, I think so. I think because I think you would go all in with this defense while you have this group together. Um, but I I just think it's really interesting here because if if Mason Rudolph plays well and Big Ben doesn't want to retire, you could be heading towards an ugly type of divorce that we see oftentimes with franchise quarterbacks. Or the Steelers could try to flip Mason Rudolph and get a pick
1: out of him. No, God, they, I, I don't, if he plays well, I don't think they're going to do that, but it is worth noting. You're still All right, don't
0: All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's pump the brakes here. Okay. Big Ben is out for this. Big Ben has played his entire career for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer with multiple Super Bowl titles. The Steelers are not cutting him and or dealing him this offseason. He has nope. a year left. He just signed it. He just, next offseason, he just signed a new contract. Um, now look, if Mason Rudolph takes the team to the playoffs, Maybe, maybe you're having a weirder conversation, but Mason Rudolph is under contract with his rookie deal through twenty twenty one the same time away. okay, but big Ben big Ben's deal, there's a potential out in the deal where they can save nineteen million dollars after the twenty twenty season. The, the, Ryan, come on! They're not cutting. Well, here's my thing. This team doesn't fire. This team doesn't fire coaches, and they don't kick franchise icons to the curb. They are not <laughs> cutting or trading Big Ben. You ask, Yeah, ask,
1: yes, Troy if he agrees with that because he was he oh. left. He was, he was pretty angry when he left. you
0: play anywhere else?
1: <clears throat> no, but that's not Wait. the point. Heinz Ward would also have a, have a word. My I here's my Play issue,
0: anywhere else? That's not the point. The, the point is they don't get rid of him until they're toast. And they've been Ben would Ben might retire. But don't I don't know what his arm's gonna be like. They're not cutting him or trading him. He might If retire.
3: Mason Rudolph takes the Steelers to the playoffs, and by, by that I don't mean, you know, manages the game and hands the ball off 40 times a game, but actually plays really well and takes him to the playoffs, you think they're gonna sit him on the bench? They, they have a 20-something-year-old franchise quarterback sitting there, and they're yeah, gonna bench him behind a
0: 39-year-old? They haven't, but I mean, Big Ben led the league in passing guards last year. He had more uh, than Mahomes last year. Which, by the way, Big Ben throwing 650 times last year. Um, maybe not good for your big, arm. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that he's developed this like Tommy John version of a quarterback situation. I mean, I I I agree. There's a conversation to be had about Mason Rudolph and what might happen if this unfolds. But I think that we can. I mean, let's just we're trying to do an emergency podcast right now to develop, look at the ramifications of right now. We don't know how Mason Rudolph is going to be. If that happens, by the way, Chris is streaking naked through the streets of Buffalo, just like 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 doing like the the dance and like looking like uh, Will Ferrell from Old School, just you know the celebratory uh, dance party. for the guy who had Mason Rudolph as his number one quarterback in the class. I actually thought, Ryan, that Mason Rudolph acquitted himself well on Sunday, and I would not be surprised if, if the Steelers, I don't think they're going to go eight and six, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went seven and seven the rest
1: yeah, of the play. I would. I think six wins seems maybe around the ballpark. Seven, that would be great. I would just say one more thing about this, and then you can move on. Two years ago, Ben Roethlisberger handed all offseason that he was going to retire they drafted Mason Rudolph in the third round and suddenly it's like oh wait a second I think I want to come back so if as Sean points out Mason Rudolph goes off as much as you can go off on a team that uh that isn't really good right now I would imagine that Roethlisberger do everything in his power to try to come back even if right now this very moment he's like you know what I should probably retire
2: And I mean, Brenton Brinson you just mentioned you want to talk about the now so I just want to throw in this real quick is that you should just cancel the rest of every team in the AFC North season because there's no way the Ravens aren't winning this division. This division is in a state right now that Andy Dalton has as many playoff wins as every other quarterback in the division combined. That's where we are with the AFC North. The Ravens are going to win it.
0: That's a great stat. That's a fun fact. Right. Well, you're uh, keep talking, Breach. I'm going to tweet that out. Uh,
1: See <laughs> <laughs> uh, underneath uh, Sean's tattoo that line.
0: By the way, Stephen O. Uh, at Sportsline.com ran the simulations with Ben Roethlisberger. After starting 0-2, the Steelers were projected for 7.9 wins on the season. So they are still looking at like an 800, a 500, 8-win, 500 season, um, you know, 13.5% chance of winning the division, still a 33% chance of making the playoffs. Without Big Ben, factoring in Mason Rudolph, that drops down to 6.6 wins on average. This is like 10,000 simulations or whatever, uh, four, only, you know, 4.7% chance of winning the division feels a little high, and uh, 13.7% chance of making the playoffs. We covered a lot of the Steelers' uh, discussion in our Sunday wrap-up podcast, but worth noting, here's their next four. And, and look, we thought Big Ben might try and rehab this thing, Ryan, and we thought he might sit out for four weeks. Their next four weeks, at the 49ers in, in week three, Bengals at home on Monday Night Football, Ravens at home, uh the following week and then at the Chargers on Sunday night football before a week 7 bye what is their record going into their week 7 bye
1: They'll have one win and that's if John Breach's Bengals cooperate at home and Breach sort of hinted at it on Sunday night that the Bengals typically don't play the Steelers well no matter the circumstances maybe this is Anthony Dalton Super Bowl maybe he wants to make sure Sean Wagner McGuff gets that tattoo and he goes off on Monday night in Pittsburgh
0: Uh Breach how many wins do the do the Steelers have going into that bye by the way, they get the Dolphins after the buys.
2: Just throwing that out there. I honestly think they might be 0-5. I mean, like 0-6
0: Ryan.
2: 0-6 or 1-5? 0-6. 0-6. Like Ryan just said, now that Ben's out, the Bengals aren't going to look at this as their Super Bowl. The Bengals aren't going to get anywhere near the playoffs. You're playing the Steelers on Monday night. You have a chance to embarrass them on their home turf. The Bengals are going to throw the kitchen sink at Pittsburgh, and now I feel a lot better about them winning this game than I did 24 hours ago. I don't think the Steelers have a chance against the Ravens. I don't think they have a chance really against the Chargers because they're so bad on the West Coast. The only way they're getting a win, to me, isn't the Bengals game. It's this 49ers game where you have the element of surprise with Mason Rudolph. Not a lot of film on him. If you're the Steelers, you just kind of you come up with this game plan that San Francisco is not going to be expecting. Uh, And so if you catch the 49ers off guard, you sneak away with a win. But So I say one win max, but...
0: A, I got a hot take for you. Three wins in their next four games with Mason. Oh, Three wins. I'm predicting they're going to beat the 49ers, Bengals, and the Chargers, who, uh, although it is October, so the Chargers might be better. Sean, from a fantasy perspective, um, what are you, what do you look at with these guys? I mean, look, Jay, uh, by the way, James Conner, also, uh, an in- injury, also dealt with an injury, I believe to his knee. Ben Roethlisberger, uh got to cut to the front of the MRI machine, apparently, because we haven't heard anything about James Conner as of this recording. I'm sure it'll break as soon as we finish. Um, Jalen Samuels is a guy I want to pick up if he's not already owned in your league. Uh, Jason. Pull- Jason. I'd
3: be picking up James Washington and mm. just independent of the injury just because we saw Dante Moncrief bat the ball in the air, which, by the way, I, I went back and I rewatched Mason Rudolph's half. That was a perfectly thrown pass. Great timing. That would have a been third a, down. a great third down conversion. And I have no idea what he was doing. And he didn't come on the field for that next series. It was James Washington. So I would pick up James Washington. That said, I think everyone on the Steelers, you got to downgrade. Yes. Um, G- Juju, even Connor. Even though Connor could see a higher workload just by having a potentially worse quarterback and defenses load in the box, plus this. Injury lingering over him. I think everyone on the Steelers are downgrading.
0: If I offered you Todd Gurley for Juju Smith-Schuster, what would you say? Hmm.
3: Hmm. I would still say no.
0: Okay. I would too.
3: I I would still want to see Mason Rudolph. Um, The one guy, the tight end situation might be interesting, though, in Pittsburgh because – um, you know, young quarterbacks do tend to dump the ball off to their security blankets. Blanket. So, Vance, Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald, Vance McDonald had two touchdown. receiving,
0: two receiving touchdowns from Mason Rudolph in that game against the Seahawks. Um, and look, I mean, again, I, I really, I, I, maybe he stinks, but he's a high round pick. He was a big prospect coming out of Oklahoma State. And by the way, he played at Oklahoma State with James Washington. Those guys already have a rapport there. Juju is very good. Vance McDonald's very good. They have a good offensive line. Jay, say, I, I mean, like it's not inconceivable that Mason Rudolph is a good prospect. Kevin Colbert's a good GM. I mean like what what's what is the what is the what is the floor and we'll get we'll finish. what is the floor and the ceiling breach for the Steelers team in terms of wins this season?
2: Uh I I you guys mentioned 7 wins or I could see him getting up to 9 wins if Mason Rudolph no, comes stop out it. I, John stop it. You're just trying to patronize. We're being they're not, nice they're not getting Steelers. He said what's the floor and what's the ceiling? I'm trying to give him a ceiling here, Wilson. Do you know what a ceiling is? Do I have to explain <laughs> it to you? Look oh, stop, it Just fell through mine so i mean ceiling is the roof but the ceiling is the roof and the standards the standard so look brinson's saying three wins in the next four games which i think is crazy but i i could see maybe two wins there all of a sudden you got two they play the dolphins that's a freebie they play the cardinals i think they'll split with the browns uh they'll probably split with the Bengals. so uh, there is a path to nine wins but i think worst case is probably four and twelve
1: can i ask yeah, you guys I- something really quickly no. Without without looking, tell me who the Steelers' backup quarterback is right now.
2: Somebody on the Josh squad. Dobbs. I'll say that much.
1: Uh, i um, Josh Dobbs. UI UI. Someone. Pat you get McAfee. fifty guesses.
2: Pat McAfee. He's on the practice squad because I remember when they traded Dobbs. Uh, I I don't know his name, but he's def- he's definitely on the practice
1: squad. Evelyn like, Bucky Hodges out of Sanford, undrafted. <laughs> so look out for Bucky in the next game.
0: That Josh Dobbs trade doesn't look ideal right now. But look, I mean, wh- whatever. If if Mason Rudolph isn't going to get it done, the season is toast anyway. That's right. And you have to figure things out afterwards. It is it is fascinating how uh, really quickly, and, and De- Debo's like, you're doing such a great job on timing. And then I'm like, I got one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, I think the playoff picture in the AFC merits a discussion here because with Ben Roethlisberger out for the season, I would, I would say it's, it, like looking around the AFC, I think it is very likely that one AFC South team gets into the playoffs. Whoever wins that division is probably getting in. I don't think there will be two, but it, it could, it could happen. Um, the AFC West is, the, the Chiefs look like they're going to win that, and then the Chargers could potentially get in as well, but you they- Are going to win that? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just don't Sorry. sarcasm. it's fine. Um, the, uh, the AFC East, I, it's looking like the Patriots might win that division, Ryan. I don't know. Um, the uh and the AFC North it's very possible one team can get in from the AFC North I mean like I, I don't think the Browns have looked good we'll see what they look like on Monday night this is, we're putting this up Monday afternoon uh but they didn't look good in week one they lay an egg against the Jets look out uh this is a huge win for I would say the two teams and I don't don't laugh at me the two teams won the bills who were two and0 and have a pretty easy path on their schedule like eight wins and then the other one's the Broncos who actually have been competitive in the two games look the Broncos can't win nine games. They can. The Broncos can't. If the win Broncos nine games.
2: can, the Raiders can't. I thought the Raiders have looked better than the Broncos. The Broncos can't. I, yeah. The Broncos can't win nine games. <laughs> the are, Bills at four, their next five at home, and you just mentioned them, and I love. The start at the playoffs oh, right now. Yeah.
0: I mean. Yeah. Sean McDermott. No, I agree. I mean, I said you're getting on. All right, moving along. Last gonna... night, I
3: said I agreed with you that the Bills.
0: We are going to take a quick break. And then we'll come back and talk about your breeze. Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
3: If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent.
4: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Big Ben wasn't the only future Hall of Famer going down on Sunday. What a massive turn of events. Drew Brees uh, expected to have surgery as well. It will not be season-ending surgery. It could Put Drew Brees on the IR. Depending on what the Saints want to do, it would be the temporary IR. He would miss up to eight weeks if that is the case. It's believed Brees will miss a minimum of six weeks with uh, surgery on his thumb. Uh, first of all, Ryan or Sean, either one of you guys, would one of you like to apologize for my absolute for for insulting my absolutely one hundred percent spot on medical analysis of both Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees from last night uh, show on the fly? The, the, here, the question
3: here. is if. I would like to apologize. The answer is no.
0: Do you feel like you should apologize?
1: No. I think I would apologize to the people on Reddit who had you steal their
2: information.
0: <laughs> and you didn't them for it. Rich, do you think that Sean and Ryan should apologize?
2: I think that they should attend college at North Carolina State where they apparently give away free medical degrees that aren't worthless, which I would have assumed they were. So what congratulations. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not going to apologize for them, but congratulations for uh, diagnosing those injuries from your family room, Brinson. That's impressive medical knowledge.
0: And dad said that eight years of college wouldn't get me a doctorate. <laughs> it, got, it, it got you
2: mono on a doctorate. A, We've been saying uh, dad a lot on this podcast.
0: I don't want to hear you say that again, okay, Sean? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Drew Brees will be out six weeks or more. I, I think we talked about this last night. It seemed very likely – after seeing the way that, seeing the injury, seeing how Breeze reacted on the field, seeing what Breeze was wearing on his hand after the game, like a little splint of sorts, uh, hearing what he said. And I pointed out to, uh, uh, Lock and Four earlier, I don't know if you guys remember this, like three years ago. I interviewed Breeze on this podcast, maybe it was like four or five years ago. And he like gave me a like he was like, Yeah, I'm hurt. We have the shoulder injury. Gonna be out. It was it was a very bizarre thing. I, it, he's very honest about his injuries. Um, they have the Seahawks on the road this week, Cowboys, Buccaneers at home, at Jaguars, at Bears, and then the Cardinals at home before their week nine bye. I think that week nine bye and then week ten at home against the Falcons is when you can target Breeze to come back. Best case scenario from this injury. Agree or disagree, Ryan. I agree, and I'm going through the
1: the math of those games you mentioned. Going to their bye week, they could be three and five very easily. I, I, look, we talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars imploding upon themselves on Sunday Night's podcast, but that game's in Jacksonville with Teddy Bridgewater and or Taysom Hill, and that defense, if they get after it, that's a wrap for whoever's playing quarterback there. If you're not on time getting the ball out quickly, and we didn't see a lot of that in L. A. with Teddy Bridgewater, not entirely his fault. The, the offensive the line had a lot of penalties; he struggled. The referees were working against them too. We saw about, we talked about that. But, yeah, so you go into the bye week three and five, and then what? That's it. You're done. I mean, Drew Brees can come back. He's 40 years old. He's uh, a year or two older than, than Ben Roethlisberger. He still wants to play. But I think, and Breach sort of hinted at this uh, earlier in the podcast, I think if you're the Saints and you're three and five and you're legitimately thinking about replacing Drew Brees, and Teddy Bridgewater isn't the answer on that one-year deal, are you rushing Brees out there to win football games in the second half of the season if that sort of messes up your draft order? No, I don't think that. Sean Payton would do that each time, that new five-year deal, and they obviously want to win football games. Three and five you can come back from, so on and so forth. But they're not in a good spot. They're in a better spot than the Steelers. But long term, we'll see quarterback-wise exactly where they are, whether Drew Brees wants to come back, or they want Drew Drew Brees, Drew Brees back, and, and the rest of that. I do think
3: I, this division, though, is, is wide open, that I could see nine wins winning the division. I mean, we've we've gone from you know Thursday night's podcast talking about how the Saints are clearing away the best team in the division because of the Panthers' Um and the Buccaneers both looking like total doo doo. Um, and then last night's podcast or today this morning's podcast, um suddenly it was wait a minute, maybe it's the Falcons division or I think Princeton even said the Bucks could even win the division. So I don't think this division is very strong. So I think if they're three and five and Breeze comes back, I would probably take this the Saints to still win the division at that point.
2: Yeah, and I was just gonna kind of add on because Ryan seems totally down on him. But here's the thing, is that I would say for a team that just lost their quarterback for at least six games, that the Saints are in a great position. And obviously you can't be in too great a position with an injury like this. But you look at their schedule. If they just get to three and five, they can absolutely win the division. And getting to three and five just means winning two more games before the bye. They play the Bucks, They play the Cardinals. They play the Jags. Win two out of those three. And then here's the thing. is Coming out of that bye, they play four straight Divisional opponents. They play the Falcons, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Falcons. No matter what you do during the six games Breeze is gone, if you come out of the bye and win all four of those games, you are back in the division race. You have the best division record, and all of a sudden you're talking playoffs again. So I think as long as Breeze is back, by the time the Saints get out of that bye, the Saints are in a good spot.
3: And I also think there's something to be said about that they do have Teddy Bridgewater, and I know we haven't seen him play a meaningful game um, in, what, four years by now? Um, since 2015, but in 2015, you know, he wasn't being talked about as this disappointing quarterback who, you know, hadn't fulfilled his expectations as a late first round pick. He was being talked about as a quarterback on the rise. He would have won a playoff game if, you know, Blair Walsh didn't miss that field goal that we all remember against the Seahawks. And so in 2015, he completed 65% of his passes. He only had 14 touchdowns and nine interceptions and, you know, just over 3000 yards. But if you go back and look at that Vikings offense, that was a just a, a terrible um offense around him. The offensive line, according to Football Outsiders metrics, was 29th in pass blocking. That was Stephon Diggs' rookie season, and he still led the team in receiving with 52 catches. I mean, that team was bad enough that Mike Wallace was catching 39 passes for them. So I would be actually really interested to see now that he has the starter mentality for a long for six weeks, what Sean Payton can do with them. And that's why I think getting to three and five is completely possible because I think he's in the best situation of his career. He's, you know, three years removed from the injury. He has six weeks to kind of get, get this going here and actually act like the starter. So I, I don't think three and five is out of the question at all.
0: The last time that Drew Brees missed a game for injury was, uh, I believe, uh, 2000 and 2005. Is that right? And he, uh, missed it? a game with the Saints, I think they said. You missed one with an injury. Maybe you did miss him with an injury. Anyway, um, we pointed out on Sunday night's podcast that like Drew Brees left San Diego because of an injury. They didn't think he'd come back from it. Miami decided to sign Dante Culpepper instead of Drew Brees, and then Drew Brees went to the Saints. The Saints flourish, and Teddy Bridgewater joins him, and then decides to come back and and ditch Miami and sign stay with the Saints. And so now that the Dolphins are like going to go oh at sixteen, and the Saints have this bridge back to Brees made even more magical, Sean, by the fact that they signed on the exact same day, right?
3: Yeah, and you know I said this on the Sunday night recap, it just Bridgewater made the perfect decision. And that doesn't mean it's going to work out for him, but he would be getting killed in Miami and he actually has a legitimate chance um to revive his career because if he plays well, a, you know, who knows, Breeze could retire. I mean, he's getting up there in age and he faded down the stretch last year and maybe he is paired with Sean Payton on Sean Payton's contract extension, or Breeze comes back, but Sean, or Teddy Bridgewater plays well enough that some team is going to give him a chance to start next year. So I think a lot of people were disappointed Bridgewater didn't take the chance to start in Miami. This is before we knew that they were going to be in a total you know zero and sixteen type of reset tanking mode, but he actually ended up making the right decision by staying patient.
0: I think one thing that's worth noting too about um, <clears throat> excuse me about uh, Teddy Bridgewater with this team. They could have been up ten to three on the on the Rams easily had the officials just not screwed up a call in that game. And if they're up ten to three, I I, I really believe, and I get that the final score is twenty seven to nine, so you don't buy it. If they're up ten to three, I think they could have won the game. I mean, like, that changes the dynamics of everything. You're not trying to press and trying to score and trying to, you know, ke- play catch-up. You know, your your defense buckles up a little bit more. And that defense is legitimate in New Orleans. It's a very good defense, and I think they're going to cause some problems for people. So I, I wouldn't rule out the idea that um, this team could potentially go, I don't know, man, three and three with Teddy there. Three and three with Teddy until Breeze comes back in, in week 10. If that's the case, they're four and four. And they're right there. I mean, they're right there in the thick of things. Like, I I think we're looking at a situation too when we look at the playoff landscape breach. Now that. We're probably looking at one team from the NFC South getting into the playoffs. We thought before the season it might be three, like upwards of you know, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints were all great. I, I would be surprised if more than one team made it based on what we've seen from those four teams. Wouldn't be stunned if the Buccaneers were the only team from the NFC South in the playoffs. That's how weird things have gotten. Um, how do you how do you look at this NFC uh, playoff picture as a whole now that, uh, by the way, the, the Westgate, per Devo still has the Saints at to in the NFC? Steelers are uh, 200-1 to to win the Super Bowl, so that's not great. Mitch Trubisky
1: odds.
2: Yeah, I mean, I still feel like the Saints are in this, and that's what I was saying earlier, where I feel like Roethlisberger's injury changes the landscape of the AFC, where we're saying, hey, the Bills might make it. Hey, we could see two AFC West teams. I don't think this changes a lot, because I think Drew Brees can still come back and lead the Saints to a division title. But the thing is, the thing we're going to find about the Saints is how much – this is Sean Payton's system or is it the quarterback? You hear people debate about the Brady Belichick thing all the time. Can Belichick win without Brady? Uh, could Brady have won without Belichick? And you have kind of the same dynamic in New Orleans where Drew Brees has perfected Sean Payton's system over the past 13 seasons. They have been top 10 in offensive yards every season that those two have been together. That's 13 straight years. They've been top 10 in points per game uh, for the last seven years. So, Breeze has just been good, and to expect Teddy Bridgewater to come anywhere close to that kind of mastery in just two years just doesn't seem realistic. So if Bridgewater can just muster those two wins we were talking about earlier in the next six weeks, I do think the Saints can stay in the playoff race and and win the division. And if they do do that, that doesn't really change the NFC landscape, other than the fact that what Brenton just said, that division will not get two teams in.
0: Well, that sort of changes it in and of itself, right? Like the, I mean. Well, I mean, did you think they were going to get two? I didn't think they were getting
2: two teams in before this, so I, 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 it doesn't goals. change anything to me.
0: I've had two teams before the season, but after two weeks, probably was probably looking at just the Saints' role into the division title. Um, now, I mean, look, let's not rule out the fact that we're talking about six weeks for Breeze; it, it could be longer. I mean, it could easily be eight. Like he could be. They could. They could decide. Hey, listen, he's not going to be ready after six weeks. We need to put him on IR. We can bring him back after eight weeks. Let's see what we got with Teddy. We need that roster spot badly. We can use Taysom Hill in certain positions. Lean on Latavius Murray. Lean on Alvin Kamara. I hope the defense can sort of come together. Um, looking at uh, one more yeah. thing. Uh, yeah.
1: Also pointing out. I mean, I know you guys are really bullish on Drew Brees. Uh, Sean and John are, but when he comes back, what's he going to be like? Because he's not going to be. He will have not held a football for weeks. And we saw when he gets down the, the – and he's also 40 years old, and as someone who's north of 40, recovery doesn't happen overnight. you got to do a lot more stretching in the morning. There's that. And then we saw him sort of fade down the stretch last year. So, I mean, yes, the the second half of that schedule is really good for the Saints, but I don't know if just Bree showing up magically makes them the team but, that we saw but the flip, last year.
2: Ryan, the flip side of that is at 40 years old, now you have six weeks where your body's not taking hits. We saw Tom Brady during his suspension not get hit for four weeks, He and he wasn't injured, obviously. But having that time off, he came out and just lit the NFL on fire that year, and the Patriots won the Super Bowl. So maybe Breeze not getting beat up could turn out to be a good thing How as, old long are you as, he's, as long as he's able to grip the football. Not old as old as you.
1: Okay, thank you.
2: I I, I do see <laughs> Ryan's
3: point though. It does seem like we've this discussion about the Saints has been best case scenario and yeah. looking at oh they can get the three wins before the bye. I mean if if you want to look at this as from the perspective that Teddy Bridgewater hasn't played in four years and he might just not be any good anymore. I mean, they got to go to Seattle. That's very easily lost. lost. They got to play the Cowboys. That looks like a loss. The Buccaneers could be lost. I mean, the Buccaneers just beat the Panthers. And then they got to go to Jacksonville and to Chicago. And then they get the Cardinals. And the Cardinals haven't looked – I don't think they've looked terrible. I think they've looked competitive. I mean, you were saying yesterday, Wilson, that you could see them winning, what, seven games? So, I, yeah, yeah, best case. I think we were looking at this best-case scenario. I do think there is a scenario that this goes all horribly wrong. And there's going at their week nine by with like two wins. And then you're discussing, do you rush him back to your point or do you try to get his replacement in the draft? Because if they're, if they have two wins, Bridgewater's not the answer because Bridgewater will not have played well.
0: Worth noting week three lines very early. Obviously they come out as soon as the game's end on, uh, on Sunday. The, the the 49ers, Steelers, and Seahawks, Saints were off the board, but now that the news has creeped out, I, we know that Drew Brees is not going to play in Week Three. We know that Ben Ben Rutherford is not going to play again. Uh, the 49ers are minus six against mm-hmm. the Steelers, and the Seahawks are minus four and a half against the Saints. Any thoughts on those breach?
2: The second one blows my mind. That is actually I'm writing my picks now as we're doing this podcast. They come out tomorrow morning. Seahawks Saints is my lock of the week. Pete Carroll has never lost a September home game since he's been coaching in Seattle. He's 15 and 0. I do not think there's any way Teddy Bridgewater is going to walk into Seattle, the loudest stadium in the NFL, after just learning today that he's going to be starting this game on 5 days of preparation and somehow beat the Seahawks. That's just not going to happen. The Seahawks are going to win this fight at least two touchdowns.
1: Interesting. I think that I think the 49ers line is too too low too. Uh, I feel like if the 49ers come out, score early. Well, I like the Steelers
0: in that one. I, if I get to seven, it is a
1: – ah, Listen, you already killed Big hammer, Ben. What else are you trying to kill?
0: It is a hammer of the Steelers. I, hey, look, I, I'm going to tell you, my, my ability to derail a team season with my preseason predictions is becoming sort of scary.
3: Like this, Never is a, pick the Bears, please.
0: I pick, I should have picked the Bears. Why no. didn't I pick the Bears?
3: You picking against the Bears is probably going to mean the Bears are going to the Super Bowl.
0: I doubt that. Um. Okay, uh, any thoughts on, uh, on, on the Saints in fantasy really quickly and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Sean, I would say, I think Latavius Murray gets a little bump. Yeah. I think they'll lean on him a lot more because they can, they can ground a pound. Kamara, I'm a little worried. I mean, maybe that was the Rams defense. He did not look, I don't know. He just wasn't the same guy without breeze in the play calling. It looked like the play calling changed a little bit for them there. And then I said on fantasy football today on Monday, that I would trade Todd Gurley for Michael Thomas. Like I would call Michael Thomas's owner and say, I'll give you Todd Gurley for him because you're buying low. You're hoping the breeze comes back in six weeks and Michael Thomas is still going to be productive. They're not going to throw the ball 12 times a game with Teddy Bridgewater and Sean Payton's offense, right?
3: No. And I would, um, I would not be trading Michael Thomas. If you have Michael Thomas, I wouldn't be panicking. Uh, the thing about Michael Thomas's game is that he catches his targets at an alarmingly high rate his catch rate last year was at 85%. Um, so, I mean, he gets open that I feel like to the point that Bridgewater is good enough um, to find him. Now, that said, he's he should be experiencing a downtick in expectations for him. But also, if Breeze comes back in six weeks, um, then suddenly his value right back up to where it was. So I wouldn't be trading him. I wouldn't be panicking. Um, I think, to your point, uh, the Saints running backs, I, I don't think this affects Kamara's value that much. Um, it, you know, sometimes volume matters more than if they're on a good offense, as we see with Saquon, Saquon Barkley. And maybe this just means an uptick in his, you know, level of touches.
0: All right. Thank you to everybody for listening. If you're a new listener, we do these emergency pods anytime something big like this breaks. Thankfully, I mean, th- thankfully these two injuries happen at the same time. So we could wrap it up. We will also be back Monday night for Tuesday morning, the super friends to break down the Browns Jets game and then to look at some other news and notes around the league, as well as uh, we'll talk to and uh, 2 teams who can make the playoffs of Brady Quinn for Wednesday. Uh, picks coming up this weekend. Make sure to stay tuned. Tons of podcasts
4: coming your way. Thanks, boys. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galato Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy.